Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On our last show, we broke down the Wisconsin depth chart on the offensive side of the football. Going to do a little bit of the same uh, on the defensive side of the ball today. We've got some uh, comments from coaches. We've got some new stuff to touch on. The, uh, some young players are flashing their brilliance early in camp, and uh, some videos have came out of some impressive catches, so we'll talk about that a little bit at the start, and then we'll get into the depth chart. A lot to get to. Uh, you know, Jim Leonard talked to the media last week, um, so we, we, we can talk about that a little bit, but really we'll go position by position, and you guys seem to really enjoy that conversation that we had earlier in the week on the offensive side of the ball, one of our uh, you know most listened to episodes, so we thank you guys for listening to that, and hopefully you'll enjoy the defensive conversation just as much as the offensive one. Matt, how you doing today? I'm doing great. There's there's just a lot of uh, a lot of hype rolling around for for a couple freshmen, which I think we'll we'll definitely touch on. But uh, I'm excited. My for those of you who follow on Twitter, you might have noticed that Tyler and I both got puppies, and um, our pup is going to her first puppy kindergarten tonight. So oh, that man. is going to be exciting. She is going to be pumped for that, and I am pumped for this podcast. How you doing, man? I'm good. I might have to. Uh, I might have to talk to you offline about that. See if I can get uh, my puppy. She could definitely use some kindergarten because she she just went to the dog park for the first time. She finally got all her shots, so we went there and she was running around and zonked out. But she wasn't listening very well, so uh, <laughs> kindergarten class might be in order um, for her. But no, I'm good. I'm excited to to talk uh, some football. I, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but it's it's so nice to not talk about COVID and to talk about. Uh, uh, players and depth charts and, and schedules and the whole nine yards. Even you know, writing on the website has been you know a lot nicer. We've been able to write up some previews for the upcoming opponents on the schedule. Um, just writing and, and talking about football and, and sports is so much better than the alternative. So I'm excited to uh, get going. And, and with that, do you want to head right into our news of the day? Let's roll. Here's what's happening. All right. So the big news following up kind of from our last episode, of course, the beginning of the conversation was around Jack Cohn um, and his injury that has him currently out indefinitely. He had successful surgery on that. Uh, according to Paul Christ, Graham Mertz is officially QB1, uh, taking the reps under center at practice. Uh, according to Paul Christ, uh, we kind of expected that, but until we heard an official word, we, we, you know, we were still not sure and up in the air, but it sounds like it's going to be Graham Mertz uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, we, we're glad to hear that Jack had successful surgery. Of course, you don't want to, you know, see any player have to have surgery in the first place. But it sounds like everything went well, and um, now he can, you know, work his way back um, to to being part of the team and and, and getting back out on the field whenever he is ready. So now, what did you make of that? And uh, you know, what do you think of the the Graham Mertz uh, experience kind of getting underway? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just best of luck to Jack. He's he is exactly the type of guy that you want representing your program. There, 
we got to talk with the, the quarterbacks today and John Budmeyer, and and really we didn't get to talk to Jack, but you know everybody kind of is really hoping for the best for him because he is such a good guy and and he is a, a great player that I think we expected big things from this year. So I think that's great that he got successful surgery. Now it's just a matter of what that actually actual recovery timeline is for him. We haven't been given that. We've just been given indefinitely, which can mean four weeks. It could mean, you know, three months. So in which case you're basically looking at the entire season. So best of luck to him. But I, but I think really the big thing is now that we know for a fact, we both kind of speculated that it would be Mertz um, for a lot of different reasons, um, most namely talent alone. But, but I think that's the big draw from even this week is, is kind of players talking about Mertz and what he could be. What did you make of some of the comments that some of the players and coaches have said about about Graham so far? You know, from everything I've I've heard, you know, we've of course, you know, you and I have been talking about Graham Mertz, for, and, and everybody who follows the Badgers or follows recruiting have been talking and, and been excited about Graham Mertz for a long time. You know, even coming into last year, you know, the, the when you're at practice, you, you were watching um, number five to see how his ball looked. He's he's had a very hyped up recruitment. And rightfully so, he's a very talented player. But it to me, it sounded like he, you know, he's kind of mature beyond his years. You know, sometimes I kind of forget that he's a redshirt freshman this year. It's only his second year on campus because, um, you know, he sounds in everything that he said very mature and, and relaxed, and you know, he didn't get too caught up in the hype of of his own recruitment and everything like that. Very down to earth kid, which is kind of what you need at the quarterback position. It's uh, uh, you know, a high stress situation, a high stress position where you gotta make sure everybody's in the right spot. you got to make all the reads, you know, the whole nine yards. And, and he seems to uh, – it doesn't make it look easy by any means. We've only seen it a uh, small sample size. But he just seems, you know, beyond his years is kind of what I took from it because, uh, you know, all the talk for how long and, and, you know, he's been in the conversation for Badger fans, you'd think he's almost uh, a little bit older. But it's, sometimes it's, you know, it, you forget that he's a redshirt freshman and, and just really getting his Badger career started, which is exciting because you want a kid that uh, – seems more game ready uh, than he is, especially as he's now going to be thrown into um, you know, the fire for, for who knows how long this season. Yeah, and I think when you've got multiple assistant coaches talking about and players talking about the what he can bring and kind of the, the gumption he has really at, at that position, he's a very confident kid, um, but, not, but not like on a cocky way. But rather, he knows he knows what he can do, and he he wants to do the best he can for his teammates. So I'm excited to see what he can do because I do think he can stretch the field more than what we've seen out of the past two quarterbacks, um, both Jack Cohn and um, Alex Hornibrook. Both were fairly limited in terms of the ability to really let it rip down the field. And but I think he he has the the ability to do that, and I hope that that's something that the Badgers. Um, take advantage of, but I thought, you know, you see a guy like Isaiah Laudermilk saying, you know, he, he can definitely throw it and, and that he's a good player and, and talking about that. Somebody who's totally on the other side of the, the field, um, that's usually reassuring and a lot of positive uh, positives coming out of camp right now about Graham Mertz and, and really hopefully uh, he, he can can live up to it because there is, there is a big – contingent of the fan base that I think is going to expect him to go out and 
you know, hold down a Heisman Trophy in, in the next year or, or two. But but really, I think understanding that he's still a redshirt freshman, like you said, and that he's going to have to really work to take care of the ball and and um, lead these this offense, which is, you know, at least according to John Budmeyer and according to Paul Chris, isn't going to really change much under under him at the helm. But I think it's really – it's going to be one of those things where I think – Badgers are in a good spot because I think that Graham Mertz has a really high ceiling and a guy who has could really help this offense be a little bit more dynamic than it has in the past, you know, handful of years. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see, um, you know, what he what he brings to the table. I like what you said about you know the louder milk, uh, you know, being on the other side of the ball, a senior, you know, talking about a freshman is. Uh, is high praises because uh, the, there's a lot of different things. I'd say a lot of Mel could talk about himself and, and the defensive line and how strong they are. And uh, you know, he had high praises for the, the quarterback that he probably knows a little bit, but maybe not super well. You know, there's still an age gap between those guys. So it's uh, interesting to, to hear about that, and it's exciting to see what he's going to hopefully uh, bring to the offense and, uh, and see what he can do when he gets out there and, and gets the chance to sling it. Uh, speaking of freshmen and young players. Uh, there's been a couple that have been also getting some high praises. Uh, Chimre DK had a one-handed catch, which I know you saw, and I'm, I'm sure everyone who's listening has saw it was uh, very impressive. And then uh, we'll talk about it a little bit here, but uh, I'm sure we'll hit on it um, you know, later in the, deep, the defensive depth chart uh, breakdown. But Nick Herbig sounds like he's having a, a very solid camp. So the, the young guys, uh, even the true freshmen in those two, seem to be uh, making waves early on in practice, which is nice to see. But what did you make of that catch, and uh, what did you make of kind of the high praises for both of those guys? I think it's it's really telling that all three quarterbacks mentioned DK as a guy that was that's a stud, that uh, he, he's really, you know, asks a lot of questions, is really smart, uh, and, and is a playmaker because you look at him, he was a four-sport athlete in high school, one of the better wide receivers that have come out of the state of Wisconsin in some time, probably since probably since Nick Toon, uh, for that matter, unless unless Jazz PV is is the witness uh, um, test for him, but I think he's going to be better than him based off of kind of this, not to go straight hyperbole hyperbolic here, but I do think that he, he's got the talent to make some plays, and I think it's big that they get him involved this year because you are losing those seniors after this year as well, possibly. Who knows with everything involved with eligibility, but he's he's going to be counted upon later on, and, and he's getting run with the ones, which I think tells it all, and I, I think if he could he could emerge as a guy that they can trust um, in, in whether it be just in one spot at the wide receiver, if it's out wide or if it's just in the slot, but finding some way to get the ball in his hands, he seems like he's, he's got ability and, and, and in an offense that needs guys and needs to replace a lot, he's a guy who could really help them. And I know we'll talk about her big later on in a, in a greater detail. Yeah, it's exciting to see, uh, you know, what both of those guys might be able to bring early in their careers. Um, you know, DK's got a, a very special, um, you know, set of skills that I think will, will integrate well in the offense and allow him to, you know, not put too much on his plate early on. You know, he doesn't have to come in and be, uh, you know, a, a starter or the number one guy, but he's going to get worked in there and, and get some touches and then, and who knows, he might excel and take on an even bigger role. And so far it looks like he's already doing 
um, maybe a little bit more than what uh, even you know you and I both thought he would play some this year. But it sounds like you know he's going to be a guy that has definitely worked into that rotation and not just out there to to block or anything like that. He's going to have the football in his hands, which is high praises for uh, a guy like him. So. It's going to be exciting to see what he brings to the table and what his skill set might be able to do Uh, because I know uh, we've both been very high on him when we were talking about his recruiting. You know, his speed and his his athleticism is um, pretty impressive. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can, uh, you know, do on the football field. All right. We'll go ahead now. We've got a ton to get to. Like you mentioned, we'll get to Nick Herbig. We'll get to some other stuff on the defensive side. So we'll go ahead and knock out our uh, ad reads here, and then we'll get into that defensive depth chart breakdown. All right, guys, so on our episode earlier in the week, we broke down, kind of went through who we thought, of course, would be the starters, but uh, we also want to talk on the you know, the, the full depth chart as a whole. Uh, couldn't do it all in one episode, so we did the offense earlier in the week. Make sure to check that out if you haven't. I think it was a very uh, fun conversation to, to talk about some of those guys, and today we'll do the defense, but before we get started, uh, Jim Leonard spoke to the media last Friday, defensive line coach, and O.K. Bechterfield spoke to the media on Wednesday. Anything you took from uh, either of those uh, conversations, maybe in a, in a broad stroke? Um, broadly, I think Inoke is just really a guy who just kind of tells it how he sees it, which I really appreciate. You heard heard him calling out some of the younger players, but then also talking uh, candidly about what he expects out of some of his players. But I thought really having Bryson Williams healthy and, and confident is, is big, um, as well as kind of the talks of that Keanu Benton's their starter, but that really trying to get him into nickel situations because he can get after the quarterback, can eat up some blockers to allow um, linebackers to flow um, and blitzes I think would be big. And I, I really think that then you look back to what Leonard had to say about the, the secondary, and, and I think you, you heard a guy like Toller being brought up. Um, he, he also brought up just – how uh, Scott Nelson is feeling great and ready to play this year. Um, so I think that's that's good um, uh, to hear some of those things about guys like Noah Burks even taking a nice jump from Leonard and um, and and just the health of the defense and and his his thoughts about it overall as a really strong unit I think really goes a long way because he, he's he's got to re- just bring up a bunch of guys. You've got Reggie Pearson who's gone. You've got you've got your linebackers and Chris Orr and Zach Vaughn not there. And, and for him to say, you know, feeling confident about the group, talk about some of the young guys, I think that's that makes a statement, at least to me. Yeah, it's always nice to hear. And, of, of course, coaches are good at sounding maybe more confident than they are. But I didn't think that was the case with Leonard at all. And it's nice to hear that uh, – you know, uh, it's not you know coming in and saying, oh, there's there's question marks here, there's things we're working on here. There's he, he sounded very confident with his unit that you know if, if they were going out to play that he'd he'd have uh, you know a plan in place and uh, guys that he was you know felt comfortable running his defense and making the plays that they're going to need to to not only be a good defense but you know this this defense looks like uh, you know they could be one of the best in the country with what they've got coming back and uh, what they can possibly work towards and, and of course. Any defense under Jim Leonard has been pretty good, so it's nice to hear confidence coming from him because it means maybe they're a little ahead of schedule with some newer faces, guys stepping into bigger roles, which is uh, exciting because I think this unit is going to be a lot of fun once to you know, fun to watch once they get going. But if they're ready to go right out of the jump, it's going to be uh, I think a unit that can be pretty special. And and Jim Leonard kind of reiterated that. 
Yeah, and I think that that goes a long way in my eyes because he could have very easily said, you know, we're we're not quite there, we're doing pretty well, but but he he let it rip and let people know that yeah, I think we've got a good group. He liked having a healthy Isaiah Green Mayback. I'm excited to see what he can do. But let's get into some of the positions uh, in particular. Yeah, we'll start uh, on that defensive line. We've talked a little bit about Isaiah Loudermilk um, and Garrett Rand had a very impressive uh, talk with the media as well. You know, two very experienced guys, guys that have battled injuries in their career, but when they're on the field, they can be, you know, as dominating uh, players as as they really want to be. You know, Rand is just a a bull in there, you know, super strong. Loudermilk is one of the biggest humans I've ever seen. Um, And I know he's he's working on trying to get more involved in in, in a pass rush situation. But how big is it going to be to have, you know, two strong defensive ends like those two experienced guys to, to kind of, you know, build your defense on uh, down on the line. I think it's invaluable because it really will allow the linebackers to have much more ability to, to get after the passer as well as to to wrap up. Uh, the Wisconsin 3-4 oftentimes is all about eating up blockers, and I think these guys are – uniquely set up that they can get after the quarterback as well and disrupt some stuff. We saw Garrett Rand start making more plays as the year went on, which I think is indicative of his health getting better and better as the year went on. Um, but, but I think those two really, when you add in Matt Henningsen as well, who is another guy who's entering his redshirt junior year, has been a starter really for two 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 straight years because he started more games than Garrett Rand did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think really those three – um, really form a really nice trio at the defensive line position that helps out a lot and, and made it so that even a guy like last year where Keanu Benton was still a freshman could could thrive. So I think those those three, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do and maybe see if one of them can replicate what Al James did uh, a few years ago with, with, I think he had like six and a half sacks his senior year. Maybe one of these guys can, can do that or maybe they can – you know, worked in tandem and, and get, you know, four or five each and, and really help out that pass rush that the Badgers are definitely going to need to replace from last year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the roster as a whole. Uh, of course, we'll talk about linebackers in a little bit, but uh, that's kind of the the question mark is how you're going to replace the pass rush of Chris Orr and, and Zach Bond. And it doesn't necessarily have to be outside of, you know, the, you know, it doesn't have to be the linebacker positions. You know, if those guys can get after the quarterback, Jim Leonard, well, glad they take it, um, and I think both of them have the ability to. Um, I mean, uh, even as uh, a pass rusher and a run blocker, they both do a good job. Loudermilk can even help you, you know, in, in knocking down balls with his size. So both of them bring a lot of different things to the table, and if they can be, you know, more well-rounded uh, at those end positions, it's only going to help this defense be better and allow to, you know, kind of take some pressure off the outside linebackers who are going to have to take on a bigger role. Uh, and, and get after the quarterback. So I'm excited to see what both of those two can bring uh, on the end positions. Uh, moving inward a little bit, uh, defensive tackle is another position that I think is uh, pretty pretty strong. You know, we've talked about Keanu Benton a little bit already, trying to get in there for more uh, pass rush situations, you know, nickel situations. Uh, but you also have Bryson Williams, uh, a guy that is returning um, from injury, is, is very exciting early in his career. Um, in terms of his recruitment, haven't seen as much of him. I know he's battled through a lot of injuries as well, but both kind of in an interesting spots. So what do you expect uh, out of them uh, on the inside to kind of you know go off of and help the two guys on the outside? 
I think it's big that Bryson Williams is back and healthy because there was times last year where Keanu Benton really, I mean, you could tell that he's a big guy at 6'4", mm-hmm. 320, that, you know, he can only take so many snaps. And the nose tackle position, the Badgers will use a lot of two-down two linemen um, formations where they'll throw Loudermilk and Rand both out there, or Loudermilk and Henningsen, for example. But there was there was times when you go up against a running team where Benton was just kind of stuck out there and couldn't come off the field. Um, or if they did, they were forced to go to a nickel set, and they really weren't positioned to be in a nickel because the other team was trying to run the ball well. So I think it's big just to give Keanu Benton a break from time to time, keep him fresh, because when he's on, he's a guy who can create havoc in, in the backfield and, and mess things up for a defense, I mean, for an offense. So I think getting Bryson Williams back, another guy who's got experience, played really the last two years, played a lot of games, and, and has good size, good ability as well. He's going to still be working back a little bit from that injury, one would have to assume. But I do think just having – uh, a firm rotation to have two nose tackles is big. Um, the Badgers rarely have had like that that guy where it's like, wow, he is a stud at nose tackle. Um, and I think that's one of the big things that the Badgers have missed um, over the last few years is really, I mean, Olive is a really good player, but having a, a stud like Keanu can go a long way in this defense because it really is, um, you know, Paul Chris talked about right up the middle with uh, on an offense. It's the same on a defense. You got your middle linebacker, your nose tackle, and in your safe in your safety over the top. If you got three goods there, you're you're set. So I think that's a, a big thing for the Badgers, and to have a, a nice depth there is is awesome. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, you know, the Badgers kind of having not only a, a player there, but a strong player and another option that you can. You know, work with Keanu Benton is a guy that uh, can can really hold down the middle, but to be able to rotate in a fresh body uh, in Bryce Williams and kind of keep them kind of on. You know, with with Williams working back from injury, Benton, you know, his like you said, he's a big guy, can't be out there all the time. Kind of keep them both on a, a pitch count, and and to be able to have two uh, talented bodies and and strong bodies that can be in there at the nose tackle position will be huge because there's been Badger teams in the past where they've been kind of scrambling to find uh, not you know not just a quality nose tackle, but a, a guy that can get in there in general and, and it can compete uh, with some of these, you know, these big offensive lines in the Big Ten. And, and Keanu Benton certainly has that. And I know we've seen, you know, bits and pieces of Bryson Williams throughout his career, but I think he's got it and he showed that, uh, you know, when he's been out there. So to have two of those guys that you can rotate, I think is going to be uh, really huge uh, at the nose tackle position to go off of and, and create – uh, internal pressure, you know, up the middle uh, to help those linebackers and, and ends get after the quarterback or just uh, plug up the run game. No doubt. Um, right. Any other defensive linemen that you, you think we should talk about or that round out the two deep? I mean, you touched on, um, you know, Matt Henningsen, which I think, I think uh, as a player, he, you know, Rand and Loudermilk certainly get the, the, the bulk of the conversation, rightfully so. They're both talented players, but I think Matt Henningsen is, is super underrated, going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of playing time and uh, just goes about his job. But the guy that, that I'm really excited to possibly see is, is Boyd Dietzen, which we've talked about him a little bit, um, uh, you know, in the, in the past episodes. But he, he's got a lot of athleticism. I don't know how much he'll be worked in there, but I'd have to imagine some, you know, just to try to keep uh, the likes of Loudermilk and Rand and, and Henningsen and Dietzen fresh. If you can get uh, another guy like him to, to be playing at a high level, I think he can be pretty special for you. So 
Um, I would say him, and then uh, you know, there's there's some other guys on the defensive end, but and in the defensive line. But I think that's going to be pretty much you know your rotation at the ends and the tackle positions. Yeah, and I think the other guy to throw in there is is Isaiah Mullins. I think he's a guy who. Either him or, or Boyd Deutson will, will kind of get that fourth uh, spot at the DN position. I would kind of lean towards Mullins personally just because I think he got a little bit more run last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked what he did in that Minnesota game. He had a big stop on a, a third and one that I was really impressed by. Uh, but I think really those two, they're both going to be entering redshirt sophomore years. They're, they're kind of the next men up that as uh, Loudermilk and Rand are, are likely to leave after this year, one would have to assume both have NFL aspirations, that uh, Henningsen will be a starter next year. But then either Dietzen or Mullins or maybe even one of the younger guys can, can mix it up in there as well. But I think those are the guys who are really fighting for a spot in to round up the two deep there. That's an exciting position, you know, a lot of depth on that defensive line, which is not something you are used to hearing, you know, with Wisconsin football. They've always kind of struggled with, you know, finding guys like that. So to have, you know, one, two guys at each position is pretty strong on that defensive line. Uh, All right, well, we'll work our way, you know, front to back. We started with the line, so we'll go ahead and hop over to the, the linebacker position uh, I, of course, on the inside, you have a, a clear starter in Jack Sanborn. I think that's well established, and you can pretty much, I would think, fill out the at least two of the other spots. You know, inside, um, I think the the favorite on the other inside position is, of course, Leo Chanel. There's a couple other guys that can maybe make some run in there that'll make it into the rotation. And then on the outside, you've got Noah Burks, and that second outside position is one that is definitely going to be a competition in terms of a starter, but you're also going to rotate in guys there. So you're going to need uh, at least, you know, three outside linebackers that you can rely on, probably four uh, with Jim Leonard. So there are a lot of guys that are going to be working in to, to try and get a, get some run at that linebacker position. But uh, where, who do you kind of see, you know, if, who do you see as maybe being the, the starting four if you had to kind of lay it out? Because I think, you could probably plug them in right now, but until we see it on the field, it's going to kind of be a mystery, at, at least at that outside, you know, that second outside linebacker position. Yeah, I would I would think, like you said, I think Sanborn and Chanel have the inside um, on lock. I think those are going to be the guys. <laughs> Chanel at 6'2", 255 is just freaking a truck. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> that is a huge inside linebacker. And the kid can hit, and he runs fast. And I really like what he can bring as a blitzer as well. He really co- comes um, down hard. Um, but then I, I think Sam Ward's going to be having a big year. I think he is. I think he is the top player on the entire um, defense. If not, you could even fight for him being the top player on the entire team. Um, but um, I think then on the outside, I think Isaiah Green May and Noah Brooks are probably going to be your starters. I'm fascinated to see. If Isaiah, if Isaiah Green May um, is able to hold that spot the entire year, though, I think that's going to be the big thing. I think Noah Burks, barring injury, is probably set to be um, your your starter on one end. But I think that's where the real question is: is who's going to be um, the starter in week you know six when when um, Isaiah when the season's going on and um, Isaiah Green May has had a hard time keeping weight on, and once you're playing. Um, it's even harder to keep that weight on. So I'm hopeful that he can be the guy because he just brings so much at 6'6", 230-some. To, he's just a handful. He, he, that wingspan just makes him so tough for uh, quarterbacks to throw around. 
But at the same time, there is there's a lot of firepower behind him trying to get in into that plane rotation. So those would be the four for me. What do you think? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think it would be, you know, Burke, Chanel, Sanborn, Green May, at least right now. And, and then, you know, you'll, you'll get some other guys that will get some run, uh, which we'll talk about here in a second. But I think if you had to fill out a starting lineup card, it would be those four, at least uh, for week one, and we'll see how it, um, you know, goes from there. But that kind of transitions us well into the, the other guys at that position because there's a lot of them. Uh, one that uh, we talked a little bit about earlier in, in Nick Herbig, uh, is there a player or which player kind of in that linebacking core, whether it be inside or outside, do you kind of see as, as maybe a surprise or that might emerge later in the season and, and take some playing time, not necessarily from one of those other guys, but maybe uh, get a heavy run in the rotation? I think it'll definitely be her big. Um, I think if you look at the two deep at outside linebacker, I do think Spencer Lytle, who I know they're very high on, reminds me a lot uh, of his game, just his ability to play in space. I think he'll he'll uh, take on that, that Noah Burks role where he drops in coverage a little bit more, isn't called upon to rush quite as much, but still very capable as a pass rusher. But I think I, Nick Herbig is going to be getting reps instead of Isaiah Greenman at, at some points. Um, I think those two can rotate between one another as the pass rushing specialist. Um, I just think – I, I said it when um, we went through and talked about the signing day stuff that Nick Herbig was the guy that I looked at at his tape and I thought he was the most surefire guy that I thought would fit in perfectly with this Badger defense. And supposedly he's ripping it up in camp. You've, you've seen players coming out. We've got Madison Cohn, Colin Wilder, um, and every player that we've interviewed has been raving about this kid. And, and really, I think there's a reason for it. He, he's, he really just fires after the ball. And he's really explosive and aggressive uh, after the quarterback. So I think he's going to be your third outside linebacker um, as a true freshman, which I, I, I know that that's crazy and that that's not something that we necessarily saw coming because we had talked about C.J. Getz. We talked about Spencer Lytle a lot leading into it. But I think Herbig is is, is getting a lot of notoriety, and, and that's probably um, on purpose because he's, he's, he's going crazy in the backfield from the sounds of it. So. I think he'd probably be your third outside linebacker, and I would say that Lytle's probably the other guy who could see some snaps um, if if Burks gets hurt, and then CJ Getz might work in. Um, but I, but I think that Herbig is is going to be called upon in pass rushing situations and and really get a get after the quarterback at times. Might not be the starter, but I, I do think he's going to get some playing time at that outside linebacker spot. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he brings. I mean, if you're if you're already getting that much, you know, rave and attention, um, you know, in you know, fall camp is normally a little bit more normal circumstances where guys kind of ease into it. That's a little bit condensed here, but you've got uh, a situation um, where he's getting a lot of of talk, and and that's usually for a reason where there's smoke, um, you know, there's fire that way. So I could see Nick Herbig definitely being a guy that works into. Um, the fold as your third outside linebacker, maybe even you know as the season progresses, you know you only have eight games, so you don't have as much to to get your feet wet and, and work your way in there. But at the same time, the way he's excelling right now, it sounds like he's well ahead of the curve and, and going to be a guy that's in the rotation um, to start. So I'm excited to see what he can bring, and, and who knows, he might be he might be not necessarily a starter at the end of the year, but I, I could certainly see that happening and, and him getting worked in and, and being a a full-time player uh, as he gets kind of his feet wet because he's still a freshman 
and uh, he's already impressing, which is is nice to see. And then uh, in terms of the inside, don't know if there's a guy that would really make a splash on the inside. There's a lot of guys that I'm you know excited to see. I think we're 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 both excited to see what the freshmen bring in Malik Reed and, and Jordan Turner. Uh, Mamea and Jungmeta is a rusher freshman that I, I think is going to be a good player, but. Uh, I think in terms of the inside, you've got Sanborn, you've got Chanel, you've got Mascalunas, and, and those will be the three that you'll lean on. But um, you, you might need a fourth one to rotate, rotate in there at some point. So uh, those guys could certainly um, you know, make a name for themselves and get in there in some capacity at that inside linebacker spot. So that'll be one that uh, is interesting to watch for. Maybe not in the, as big of a role as one of the outside guys, but... Um, something that uh, the the Badgers will be looking for uh, a, a production from one of those names maybe at some point. Yeah, I would I would have to think that one of those three freshmen, either John Meta as a redshirt freshman or uh, Reed or Turner, are, are going to round out the two deep. I really do think they're going to stick pretty tight to the those top three though with Sanborn, Chanel, mm-hmm. and Mascalunas. There's really not a need to go too much deeper than that. Um, however. You get into late game situations. There's a there's a good chance that they're going to probably try to get some of those freshmen out there, get them some some tread on their tires, so that they can uh, get ready for next year. Because who who really knows? You don't know what kind of season Jack Sanborn could put together to to possibly be in NFL discussions. So I, I think I think they probably are set to have Sanborn coming back next year. But you never know. And Maskelunis is he's a redshirt senior this year as well. And He's a walk-on guy, and, and I, I'm not totally buying in the fact that he would probably want to come back another year and have to pay his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That'll be interesting to see which one of those younger guys gets worked into the fold and in, in that too deep at that, uh, both inside and, you know, Herbie possibly at that outside linebacker position. All right, moving a little bit further back, the, the group that hasn't got a lot of talk it has been the, the cornerbacks, and maybe that's... Um, a good thing because that maybe means that uh, they're a proven room and you kind of know what you get with the likes of, of Williams uh, and Hicks and, and Wild Goose and some of those other guys. But what do you make of, of that group? And uh, I think you've got pretty much established starters in, in those three that I just mentioned, but who would you say are your starters and, and maybe who rounds out the, the two deep as uh, as some of their corners? Yeah, I think uh, Caesar Williams, Fan Hicks, and Rashad Wild Goose are, are pretty set as your starters at corners. Um, you know, Wild Goose working the slot. I think he does a really good job there, and I think mm-hmm. he's really one of their better corners that they have. I think that's a really good group um, overall. I, I'm really excited to see what they can bring um, this year. Behind them, I would have to say Deron Harrell is probably your, your corner behind Williams, another lengthy guy at 6'2". Uh, 6'3", somewhere in there. Williams also a little taller at six foot six one. So I think those two bring a little bit of something special just because of their length. Um, and they are, they're good. One's a senior, one's a junior, so it makes sense to kind of flow into one another. Um, behind Hicks, I would have to say I think that's where the battle really lies because I think there's three guys that I could see kind of grabbing that spot. And I think it's going to be a rotation, really, between those guys. I think um, Dante Burton... I think he's played really well at times. Um, Samar Melvin, you saw his role really expand as the season went on. I think it's more likely that Melvin is probably your your backup at the slot, though, behind Wild Goose. I know Cone was is is usually listed there as well, but I just think that when Wild Goose was out, they went to Melvin, and I think that's pretty telling. 
Um, so I think I think Samar Melvin will probably be your your backup at slot, but it also kind of in rounding up that two deep, possibly um, fighting with Burton um, to get in there. And, and then Alexander Smith, he also got a lot of playing time. So I think really if I had to round it out, I would say Burton and Alexander Smith are fighting for that fourth corner behind Harrell, um, Caesar Williams, and Hicks, and that Melvin is probably your backup to Wild Goose at slot. They, they kind of bring something similar, although Wild Goose is a little bit better in run support. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to look at it. Um, you know, the the cornerback positions in in terms of starters and two deeps is kind of three different positions that you've got. Uh, you know, your your two outside corners, and then you've got your you know your nickel, your slot corner that is maybe not necessarily a starter um, in in you know the traditional sense of position by position, but they're they're just as much a starter because they're on the field. Um, you know, on the important downs, especially in pass coverage. So you look at. Um, that way, I think Melvin is a, is a great backup uh, slot corner. Could maybe work into uh, one of those other spots, but I, I didn't. Know, I don't know what he weighed in at. Um, you know, on the roster, I know he was kind of. He's. It seems like a Who small guy. Samar Melvin. Where, yeah, where he's, he's, he's one of the lightest guys on yeah, the roster light. at 167. So, yeah, so having him on the outside. Um, you know, I, I think he can certainly do it. He's got all the athleticism to do it, but he's definitely a smaller corner where he fits well uh, in that slot position. And then uh, Deron Harrell is a guy that, you know, was supposed to be kind of be a starter last year. You know, that South Florida game, he was in there and kind of got worked out of the rotation. So I'm, I think he's, as a bigger corner, he's got a lot of potential, but I think for, for most Badger fans, the situation is that they want to see it on the field with him. Um, you know, if he's going to be out there and then, uh, Dante Burton, of course, like you mentioned, is, is really talented, has played well at times, highly recruited kid. Um, so they've got a lot of guys that can, can work in there uh, behind, you know, really the, the three established starters. But, hey, you know, coming into last season, there were established starters that we all kind of thought and were in place, and it, it switched. You know, Caesar Williams wasn't necessarily a guy that was in the rotation to, as much, you know, to start the year last year and ended up being, you know, your starter towards the end. And I fully expect him to remain in that role, but things can change, and Jim Leonard has no problem shuffling that cornerback room up. So it's going to be good to have, you know, six possible guys that you think that could uh, to get in there and, and get some run. Yeah, just ask Dante Carrier-Williams if he's willing to shuffle up his uh, his <laughs> cornerbacks. Uh, I think he's sitting in the, in the reserves of Vanderbilt right now. I completely forgot about that name. I, when you said that, I was like, who? And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> completely forgot that that whole situation unfolded. But, yeah, you know, Jim Leonard is, is a guy that will – if you're not playing well and you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to, he'll, he'll make a change. And he's got uh, a disposable – you know, a disposal – a disposal of guys that, uh, that he can work in there um, to, to lock down that corner position. And, like I said, maybe it's good that they haven't got as much attention because that means that they're established group. Um, you know, similar to the defensive line, cornerback for the Badgers has sometimes been a position that they haven't always had the most success in, but I think this group is, is really strong. So uh, uh, they'll just go about their business and, uh, and hold down those cornerback spots. All right, the other part of the secondary is the, uh, you know, the safety positions. Of course, you've got your, one of your clear starters in Eric Burrell. I don't think there's much debate uh, there. Uh, but without Reggie Pearsons, there's there's expectations for for Scott Nelson coming off an injury that are probably a little bit higher than um, you know maybe what other people wanted. I, I think it would have been nice, of course, to rotate in you know Nelson and, and Pearson and keep them both fresh. But uh, you know as he you know we talked about Bryson Williams coming back off injury, 
Uh, Scott Nelson's kind of the same way. And Jim Leonard made it sound like he was he was not too worried about Scott Nelson in terms of working his way back. He looked looked and sounded like he was ready. But uh, what do you make of kind of the back end position? I know Burrell's. We could talk about him, and he's a great player. Um, and we can rave about him, but what do you think is going to be the other safety position? Because I think that's the you know, where your attention goes with uh, without Pearsons now. Yeah, I think Burrell is definitely going to be your strong. Uh, or I know the Badgers don't necessarily use a strong safety, free safety in their same in the same connotation, but but really, I think Burrell's got that spot, and you probably got Wilder behind him, um, who's who he's more of a strong safety type as well. But then I think I think Scott Nelson has definitely got to be your starting free safety. He's a long rangey guy who who can help in coverage. I, I'm just I'm hope hopeful that the rust is already off and that he's ready to go because I think that's the biggest question mark in that secondary for the Badgers, which should be pretty strong. Um, but then behind behind them, I think is where it gets interesting. I think John Torchio is a guy who who played some little a little bit last year, played really well. Um, He's not necessarily another free safety type guy, though. Like I, I know he's he's got a similar build to Scott Nelson, but he might be your backup at free safety. Um, but he could also play strong. Um, but then the the two really young guys are um, Travion Blaylock and um, Titus Toller, who are each kind of talked about by Jim Leonard when when they were talking about the safety position as guys that they they really like and they think have a good future. So I'm excited to see if one of those guys can slip in there and get some get some playing time as well. I, I think they'll probably see special teams this year um, after not playing a, a whole bunch last year. I know Blaylock played in special teams, but but really I think Scott Nelson if if this defense wants to be what I think they can be. I think it's going to come down to pass rush and Scott Nelson. If Scott Nelson's got to stay healthy and be um, the type of player that we thought he was going to be entering last year. Um, so I think that's those are the big things to me if this defense is going to be, um, I'm not going to say elite level because that's some P.J. Fleck crap, but um, at a top level. Um, so I, I, I think that's, for me, that's the, one of the biggest questions on the entire defense is, is Scott Nelson going to be who we think he was going to be last year? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we you talk about him in in terms of his freshman season, he was tremendous, and we were everyone was excited about it. Um, but it's it's still a big injury to come off. It's been a while since he's played football, but I, I know he's got the the athleticism and the abilities to do it. It's just you know how rusty is he going to be out of the gate? Hopefully, not at all. I mean, you look at the Badger schedule. You open with Illinois. By no means uh, a lethal passing attack, but they've got uh, a couple of receivers that can then give you trouble. Uh, you know, you, then you take on Adrian Martinez, and then you've got you know David Bell and Rondale Moore, who are going to be guys that that really test the secondary. So it's it's not going to be a situation you know with the Badgers where they open with uh, you know of course they're op- supposed to open with Indiana this year, but in the past you know you get uh, that nice non-conference opener to to kind of work your way into it. Uh, you're not going to have that. You're jumping right into Big Ten play. We've seen some teams, you know, in the ACC and the SEC that have, from the jump, had some players in some positions that they didn't expect to struggle that have because you're just kind of, you know, jumping right into conference play, which is uh, a higher level. So uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see and, and going to be a big key as to where he's at and, and what they can do with that safety position because I think you know what you get from Eric Burrell. I don't think he's a question mark at all. But if you get what you if you get freshman year. Scott Nelson to pair with that and the rest of this defense, I think you've got a group that can be really, you know, really special in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, and I, and I hope Scott Nelson tackles a little bit better than his freshman year. But but at the same time, I, I think he, he definitely flashed the potential that you want at a free safety because he can cover a lot of ground very quickly. Um, you know, as a longer safety at 6'2", 200 pounds, he can run really well. And he he obviously has some, some size that he can cover tight ends if need be. So I'm excited to see what this group is. But that is a position that went from a real strength to one that's it's got some some question marks if a guy like um, Scott Nelson isn't the answer or if he gets hurt again or, God forbid, or something like that. Because I do like Torchio, I do like Wilder, um, and I like some of the younger guys. I know we didn't talk about Tyler Mays, but um, I do think that Scott Nelson is going to be a, a big integral part of this defense, um, and him being healthy and productive is going to be um, crucial. Yeah, it's going to be a major key to kind of really take this defense you know, maybe up to uh, another level that they aren't at already. But All right, well, that wraps up our position-by-position uh, position breakdown. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, We always like talking uh, both sides of the football, giving uh, proper attention to all the different positions. So hopefully we hit on everything that you guys were looking for. But uh, that kind of lays it out. There, there's question marks, of course, at the linebacker. There's question uh, marks with the, the safety position with Scott Nelson, which you just talked about. But overall, this unit looks like it's got the potential to be really strong. And uh, we're getting closer and closer to that opener against Illinois. Where we'll finally get to see it um, live in action. So uh, for Tyler and Matt, I will uh, sign off here. We'll be back with you guys next week. As always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Wisconsin. Thank you.